Welcome to Compression, the quest to $100 million in just one year. Join me, your host, Logan Freeman, in this one-of-a-kind interactive podcast experience where I am on a quest to compress three years of achievement and production into 12 months. And no, the answer is not to just work harder. I'm bringing you not only ideas and concepts that are complete at the theoretical level, but they're also effective at the applied level. Look guys, knowledge is not power. It is potential power. Knowledge plus massive strategic action equals power. We're talking about strategy, systems, accountability, all in real time. This is Compression. Here we are. The sun's coming up on a Friday morning here in Kansas City. It's a rainy day here. It's not a rainy day in the office or in my mind, but it's definitely a rainy day outside. Man, yesterday it rained all day long and then it got hot, like 91. And you could walk outside and just feel the humidity all over your face, man. It's just so funny. They always say about weather here, and I'll talk to you while I'm I'm interested in weather right now. It's a new show that I'm watching, but they always say in Kansas City or in Missouri, if you want the weather to change, just wait 15 minutes. (laughs) And it is so true. It is so true. But the reason I mentioned the weather is I have this infatuation or obsession with farming. And at some point in my life, I'd like to maybe have a, not a huge farm, but maybe a little farm. And this guy, his name is Jeremy Clarkson. He's a famous guy. He did Top Gear and Grand Tour and all this stuff. Well, he punched his producer in the face and got kicked off of his show. He's a six-year-old guy. And then Amazon picked him up and they started a new, a new show. Well, he owns a thousand acres over in England. And he had this guy farming it for the last 13 years. Well, the guy retired. And Jeremy's like, I'm going to farm my land. And he had no background goes and gets a track. It's hilarious show, but you actually learn a lot about farming and weather and, and things like that. So it's been fun to, it's been fun to watch that. Uh, Taylor's like, what are you watching? You know, but I, if, if I get to pick, I'm going to learn something and I've been learning about some farming. So hopefully one day I'll, I'll be able to have my farm. Jerome, how are you doing? That's one heck of a way to start a podcast episode right there. <laughs> Amazing. I, I picked up this show that uh, Zach Efron's doing with this other guy. I don't remember his name, but he wrote a book on basically like superfoods and extending life. And I just find it so fascinating because they're traveling around the globe. They're looking at energy and food sources. And last night, after I got back from Fast and Furious 9, which made it a super late night for me, oh, yeah. um, they were at a place that was a potato preservation center of the world. And like, they had a room full of seeds at like minus 10 degrees or something. I was just like, who thinks of this stuff? They they were just trying to like preserve things in case there was an apocalyptic event. And like, I thought that was all for TV, but it's not right. Mm -hmm. It's that's a real thing. People are thinking about catastrophes on a daily basis. I think coronavirus has made it very clear that, you know, bad things can happen, even though maybe it only happens every hundred years. And it's just got me thinking about, you know, life in general and, you know, what are those things and are we, are we prepared in my inner circle for catastrophes? And if not, then how can we get prepared? Right. Because 
I, I've watched so many people go through things that are unexpected, or maybe you feel like somebody should never have to go through that. And there was no plan for it. There was no preparation for it. And I did finally start reading Winning. And I tell you what, it's a good book. It, it's it's um it's turning pages in my mind and bridging gaps that I, I thought were already crossed. Mm -hmm. And so when that starts to happen, the magic of the dots connecting yeah. that people don't see the relationships between allows you to go fast. Yep. That's synthesizing, man. And that's on a different level right there. That's awesome. I, I'm finishing that book up here pretty soon. It's been fun to, to read. I've been taking a lot of notes from Mr. Tim Grover, but uh, he, he brought it again, man. I knew it took him some time to find that next book, and I'm sure he could have written it much earlier, but he really wanted to bring the fire, and, and he is, you know? I mean, he just a, he's just a, he's a true cleaner, you know? I mean, he doesn't really care. He's just a true cleaner. I've been through Tim's uh, his class. I don't remember what it was called, but I just wanted to see you know, what his class looked like or what his workshop looked like and, you know, what platform he was using and how he delivered his content. And he's just intense, man. And that's why Michael Jordan was right there with him, why Kobe was right there with him, why Dwight Dwayne Wade was right there with him. And he helped all three of those guys elevate his their games to the, to the highest level, you know. And so uh, that's what we're trying to do here on the Compression Podcast is elevate. We're not trying. We're not trying, brother. I mean, it's it's happening like and i mean the reflection episode right the mid-year recap came out and just hearing the transformation i mean there's there's no way that uh, hopefully there's no way that you can't see the games leveling up right yeah. and the the things that used to maybe be catastrophes or a challenge or now you know warm-up sets yes they are putting more weight on the bar putting more weight on the bar, man. That's what we're going to talk about today is how to put more weight on the bar and, and keep the reps going out. So um, we'll talk a little bit about some last week's goals, what I've been up to. Everybody's been following on the social medias. You know that we, we took a little bit of a retreat and uh, we had the follow-up meeting to that retreat yesterday, an all-day planning session uh, for last quarter into next quarter. I'm going to talk about that. But the intentionality this week is really about uh, reasoning from first principles. And I'm going to talk about this. So I connected the dots right before uh, we got on this podcast. I'm always trying to either read. Uh, I'm, I've read over 750 books the last eight years now. And so there's been a lot of reading. But now I'm, I'm really interested in going deep on certain subjects. I got a pretty foundational base of, of sales, of marketing, of, of success principles, of economics, of all these different things. But now it's interesting to me to see all these other guys and gals who have read, you know, thousands and thousands of books and, you know, them disseminate that information into a very specific article. So I'm going to put you guys up on game really quickly. A few people I think you should be following are Taylor Pearson. Uh, he's an incredible writer. He's, he, he's a financial manager, I think, but he writes on all kinds of topics, mental models and things like that. Michael Simmons, who was also Cal Newport's um, you know, growing up, his best friend was Cal Newport. If you know Cal, he wrote Deep Work and a few other books and has been super successful. Michael is, is very, very good at what he does. Um, and then the third is Farnham Street. 
Uh, so Farnham Street has a really great uh, blog and, and newsletter that they put out too. So those are three that I'm always kind of taking a look at. And I was reading this morning about, um, you know, Elon Musk comes up in a lot of stuff that I read. I don't know Elon. I don't know his business. But uh, I think he's a good thinker uh, from, a, from a lot of standpoints. And this, this men mentality of first uh, principles. And I'm going to break that down in our learning section. But you're going to get put up on game how to think originally and how that comes uh, to create creativity and, and, and your unique genius comes out of that. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. I think that's a, a cool learning that I've been having, but it connected the main dot for me that, you know, why I have this voracious appetite for learning is because I want to come up with my original thoughts and I, I, I do not take things at face value. I have to understand it and then I have to come up to my own conclusions which are called first principles. So when I read that this morning, I was like, there it is. That's what I've been looking for for the last seven years. Why do I love to learn? Why do I read so much? Why am I putting out content all the time? I'm trying to connect the dots. And you just mentioned that. I'm trying to connect the dots. And I have to understand it from my, you know, a core value standpoint. So we're gonna talk about that. Talk about a little bit of mind mapping, a new process that I am utilizing to organize information in my own brain so I can access it quicker, faster, and synthesize and connect other ideas uh, to make better decisions instead of just writing book reports. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, why I'm going to this visual model and kind of where, where that came from. But man, I mean, first off, we got to start the, start the, uh, the podcast out, man. We're at fifty-eight point two, so fifty-seven seven last week. Eight point two, man. So <laughs> got another deal over the finish line, which is great, and uh, we're continuing to progress. In the pipeline, looks really strong. I'm not going to tell you where the forecast is at, but it's definitely hovering right around that uh, hundred million, and I think that's for this quarter. So that's very exciting as well. Uh, some things that I've got going on. We talked about the wait, 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 wait. Do you remember when you didn't have a pipeline? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I had no pipeline, no pipeline whatsoever. And <laughs> you know, I knew it would come. I did. I mean, I knew it was was uh, was under the water, so to speak. If we're talking about the iceberg, I just didn't know where it would come up and how it would come up. But you know, I mean, we had this retreat, guys, and and uh, retreat meaning we got away from our business, just spent some time as business owners to talk about our business, but not in a structured manner. And then we have a follow-up a couple of days afterwards where we spend eight hours together working through uh, our entrepreneurial operating system from Traction. And uh, and that was a great session. And we, we always cover our first, you know, what are the best wins that we had? And I mean, we went through so many transitions last quarter we hired some people we onboarded some people uh you know we, we've done a lot of things the last quarter that we set out to do and uh, i'm very excited i mean from a revenue standpoint uh, our business is doing very well from a deal standpoint we only closed one deal last quarter uh from an acquisition standpoint so that was only 47 units we we were trying to get done uh 260 units last quarter so we we fell under the mark uh on that uh, that we had two big projects kind of fall out of uh, our LOI and we, we weren't able to get those. We would have hit our, our quota, so to speak, for the quarter. But, you know, we filled the pipeline back up. We are under contract right now for uh, 262 units and a 40,000 square foot office building. So we have three active projects going on, uh, which is a lot at the same time. And we'll talk about some of the 
the losses that I felt from this past week because of that. But, you know, I think that uh, what I wanted to make sure was the point that I get across that I can't, I mean, people always are like, why are you guys meeting so much? And why are you spending so much time thinking about your business? Well, you cannot progress your business if you are not staying on the same page with your partners and addressing issues of concern, challenges, and know where we're headed, you know? And so we are so busy day to day working in the business that we have to get offsite. So in the last week, we've been offsite, off the office twice, you know, and spent uh, let's see now, that'd be 56 hours, you know, together as, as principals. And there's a lot that comes out of that. Uh, but it's relationship building. It's making sure everybody's on the same page. We reflect on the past quarter and we set rocks for the new quarter. So we've got those rocks. We've got a big revenue goal for the next, uh, for the next three months, seven-figure revenue goal for the next three months. Uh, by the way, which, you know, again, last December, November, guys, I was happy to do seven figures in our business in the year, you know, and so that's compression, you know, that's using leveragers, that's, that's stepping the game up. Now, all of that comes with a price, right? But the price is, is different than what it was uh, beforehand. So some big wins, man, I'm just going to jump into some big wins if we could talk about that, because I think that uh, there was a lot of things that we talked about last last two episodes that I wanted to make sure addressed because any losses that you guys hear me talk about previous weeks, I am addressing them, you know, the next week and watching myself and making sure that uh, that I'm addressing those things. So I'm going to go through some some big losses, uh, sorry, some big wins for for the week. So the retreat was a big win. Being intentionality, uh, having intentionality around spending time on the business and not in the business. I can't, when you're growing as fast as a company like we are, it's the most, it's one of the most important things that we do. Uh, and not only that, you know, changing up our lifestyle to get away from our, even our families and our, even the city that we lived in. Now, the other win was Taylor, you know, uh, brought the kids down and stayed with her father down at the Lake of the Ozarks. And I got to spend uh, all Father's Day with them, um, driving back up. Nice. And it was great, man. When Isabel saw me, Taylor had already had her coached up. She, the first thing she said was, happy Father's Day, dad, dad. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, man. I mean. Melt. Melt. <laughs> just melt, man. I mean, that was incredible. She, she melts my heart every time I see her. But that was, it, it was pretty fun to watch my first you know, child say happy Father's Day to me uh, uh, on my second Father's Day. So, that was just so cool, but it was the win was Taylor uh, appreciating and sacrificing to change up her routine to make sure we got to spend uh, Father's Day together, you know, making her feel special, you know, and we talked about this live on the last call when she was sitting in the other in the other room there in the last episode. But you know, I've made it very important, like a very important uh, task for me is to make sure that I stay curious. I'm talking. I'm there, I'm present. So multiple times this week, because my phone has been off the, off the charts. If, I can't tell you guys how many texts, calls, and emails that I get on a regular basis, especially when we are raising capital for three projects. I mean, it's nonstop, all day long. So I legitimately have turned my phone off two or three times uh, this week to make sure she sees, hey, where's your, where's your phone? I said, hey, I, I didn't even know how to turn my phone off. 
I had to ask her, we got a new phone. And I said, sweetheart, can you turn this thing off for me? I didn't even know how to do it. But that was making her feel special that, hey, Logan is here, he's present, uh, and, and he's, this is our time. And so we went out on a date last night and had our date night, and we had to push it from Wednesday to Thursday, or actually we usually just do a date night one, one time a week anyways. But that was, that was really great, man. I, here's, a, here's a little bit of a loss. So I made a transition from my old email to my new email and some of my you know, calendar invites to remind me to do things fell off. And one of them was to buy Taylor flowers. And so guess what? I forgot to buy her flowers yesterday. And, uh, <laughs> or sorry, on Wednesday. So she got flowers yesterday. I made up for it. But, uh, you know, she said, did you forget or did you try to surprise me? And I was just very honest. I said, I, you know, I forgot. I, I did. It was, it was on me. I forgot. But I made that fix really, really uh, soon. And I've done other things this week that has helped her realize that she's important to me. So we've talked about planning, you know, mini vacations and vacations for our family uh, in the past. We just booked uh, a September trip to Florida. I love Florida. Uh, I hope to have a, uh, a vacation rental in Florida, uh, maybe even as early as this year or next year uh, to continue just to be able to spend time somewhere outside of outside of our home, but we're going down in September to Sandestin. It's a beautiful area. Miramar Beach is great. Uh, it's very kid friendly and I'm really excited for that trip. And so is Taylor. So I took it upon myself to reach out to a travel agent and, and, and get that trip planned. So that's a, that's a huge win. I'm making it a business trip. I'm going to go look at some vacation rentals while I'm down there and uh, make sure I spend some time touring properties, you know, so that's the great thing about it being a business owner. If we're looking at new markets, then, you know, business trips can become family trips as well, but that's, that's a really big win, man. Uh, so we got the big, big vacation plan. And then I mentioned to Taylor, Hey, how about next month? We, we keep Isabella home from daycare one day and we take her up to the water park, you know, so a mini vacation for her. And then, Hey, the next month, August, I want to make sure that you and I spend a little mini vacation together. And so uh, we're going to go up to the Elms Hotel uh, without the kids for a night or two and spend probably just one night, but to spend some time together. And so being very intentional about the time, getting it planned. But then I'm realizing that I have to take on some of that planning because when it says, hey, I just set the idea out there, but Taylor, go plan it. That's not it doesn't feel the same way. And so somebody really you know, helped me understand you know, recently that. I'm a very routine oriented guy. I'm happy in routine and I got to keep the variety coming because variety is the spice of life. So I got to keep our relationship spicy. You know, I like Thai food. I like hot Indian food. We both do. So I got to keep that spicy. You know, I got to keep the spiciness, that salt, um, you know, in our relationship. So it's so important um, for me to do that because my priorities are my faith, my family, fitness, and my future. So that was, that was a big win. Another big win getting our three deals listed. So we are selling three projects and we're taking three deals full cycle. I shared the numbers with Jerome and he said, man, those have got to be wrong. And well, you know, it's, they're pretty short hold periods, you know, 19 months. Um, but we, these are some of our smaller assets. We executed the business plan and the market is wild right now with 1031 exchange buyers. And so there's a little bit of meat on bone on those, on those deals left. And, and so getting those listed was a, a lot of work. Uh, you know, and, and it was a lot of time and effort to do that. But I'm very excited to sell three of our projects for our investors 
and uh, you know have an equity multiple of three on those deals for them, which is you know that's pretty exciting, man. So we've got that going on, but we're also under contract for three deals. We're in the best and final for a 265 unit deal, and I've got another 40,000 square foot office building that's just waiting for us if we if we want to have it. So <laughs> I just have said we got to pause on that thing for for a second or two. I need to get these deals um, over the finish line. We're doing our first deal outside of Kansas City, which is a huge ordeal for us. You know, we're Kansas City guys. That's where we've done all of our projects. But um, we've been looking at Nebraska and Iowa and Oklahoma and Arkansas and other parts of, of Kansas. And so we're doing our first deal in Nebraska, which, you know, which I'm excited. And the way that we won the deal was I knew the property owner. You know, he had other offers. But uh, I had a relationship with the property owner because he's a Kansas City guy. And that relationship that I've been building for three years won us that deal. So I'm, I'm really excited about that, man. You know, getting into a new market, one that we can still manage from three hours away. I mean, three hours is three hours. We can jump in the car and, and be there. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped to get a new presence in a market. And hopefully that will bring uh, some more deal flow as well. So that's definitely uh, happening. The other... The other thing I'll say, man, was the launch of our, our apartment complex. You know, we had an overwhelming response, which is very exciting. We, uh, you know, oversubscribed a, a $3 million raise, uh, which I'm very excited. Now I'm herding the cats to make sure that everybody gets in, but I've got time. I gave myself time. You know, we've got two weeks to get the docs in and get funded. So I'm learning from past experiences to not put time, unneeded time pressures on myself. And so I, I give myself some margin there to make sure that that can happen. Uh, but just seeing where our investor base is, how, how people responded to it, and the support that I have on the capital raising side is, has been um, you know, very illuminating and a big win for us um, you know, going forward. So that's, that's pretty exciting too, man. And um, you know, the last thing I'll say for a win standpoint, guys, is I hope you can hear it. I hope you can hear it in my voice. You can hear it in my tonality. But, um, you know, I've just got a new level of confidence. And I've got a new level of confidence because uh, I've done it before. I'm here. I'm doing it better now with a better resources behind me, with better team, with better implementation, which also instills confidence in me. Uh, but I have tools. I have resources now to pull on. Not everything stops with Logan, Parker, and Corey, you know. Uh, and mostly with, with, in my mind, with, with Logan. So being able to, um, you know, facilitate and delegate and uh, spend time more on the high value task is, is really exciting. So uh, those are all some big wins, man. I'm getting some other things off of my plate. We'll talk about some of the losses. The last thing I'll mention there, I, I said, this is the last, last one. Okay. Cause it's been a big, it's been a big week guys. I mean, I, I texted Jerome earlier this week. I said, man, it's just, it's moving fast, but it's happening, you know? I mean, it's happening at the speed of light now, you know? I mean, boom. I, I sat down on Wednesday and I had three really big meetings on Wednesday. And I got done with those three big meetings, took a breath and said, most people would like to have those three meetings in one year. And I had them in one day, one day. Busy, I mean, meetings that can change my life and change the, the direction of our business and that, that they'll, they'll be coming, you know, you'll, you'll hear some more about these relationships in the, in the near future, but um, you know, just, it was awesome to see that all happening at once. Now the loss, one of the losses, actually, I'm going to pause, I'm going to pause. I'm going to let you dive into some of those wins before I just brush over them. 
So some people may be saying, wait, you're telling me that you're at 58.2 million and you don't know how to turn your cell phone off? <laughs> it's complicated, guys. I think we have the same phone now, and I didn't know how to turn mine off for three weeks. And I was like, what is that? Like, what do you do? It's Just a special that. sequence. Nope. There's a sequence. No, it's, it's changed. And so he wasn't just being facetious about that. And it wasn't just a tactic to get Taylor engaged in the process. So he, no. he knows that he's doing it. it. It's a real thing. Like, we can not be all that smart sometimes. Or maybe they just didn't explain to us to change. And anyway, so I, I just didn't want that to just flow by. And they're like, oh, he's just showboating. No, he's not. That's a real thing. Now, it's interesting how aggressively you have implemented. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of people, they want to think about it. They want it to marinate. They want it to simmer. It's it's very crock pot ish. It's like, okay. Here's what I need to do. I'm thinking about it. And you're like, oh, here's what I need to do. And, you know, point me in the, I'm already wound up. Just point me in a direction and here I go. Right. And, you know, the action is the difference, guys. Your work is your prayer. And, you know, we, we've made a few social media clips off of that statement alone. And the fact of the matter is, if you're not moving towards it, it may be moving away from you because nothing sits still. Right. And so you got to be moving at a pace more rapid than what is happening in your world. That's how you close gap. That's how you compress. And, you know, <laughs> the seven favorite revenue target for one quarter. What are y'all doing? I mean, <laughs> different levels, man. You know, it's a different level. But here's here's the thing. This is one of the learnings that I've, I've read is like, if you don't know you can't do something, then why wouldn't you try? It's the when, bumblebee principle. Yes. It's when other people tell you that you cannot do something and you start believing it, that it's not actually possible. Yeah. You know, when what's his face, Musk or, you know, Bezos said, hey, I'm going to I'm going to live on in, in space or I'm going to space, you know, and I'm going to build a, a rocket ship to take me there. When he was four years old reading the encyclopedia, you think he thought that? Maybe not then, but it happened really quickly. That's been marinating for 40 years for that guy. And guess what? Yeah. We, do we just see that Bezos is going? Musk is going. I think maybe Musk is going, but Bezos for sure is going to the moon or, or wherever he's going, space. You know, I don't know where yeah. he's going. But he's like, rich enough. Yeah, <laughs> he sold a seat on that thing for like $2 million for somebody else to go with them. Now, I might spend $2 million just to spend you know, a couple of days with Bezos. I don't care to go to space, but, you know, spending some time with that guy might be a, a different story. But, you know, I was, uh, I'll, I'll ha I have a quote for us that uh, illuminates this point. Uh, I've always liked this guy and I'm going to tease it a little bit, but, you know, he was always very motivational, you know, and I kind of got away from some of the, you know, rah, rah, you can do it, uh, you know, pump your, you know, pump it, pump it up a little bit. I've tried to you know, I, that's fleeting, but this guy is such a good speaker. He was a, a senator or he was in the House of Representatives for Ohio. Everybody might know who I'm talking about, uh, but he's been a big figure in my life. And I started a new plan. So I started a new learning plan. So uh, I love podcasts, guys. Obviously, I'm on podcasts. I do podcasts. I, I, I get podcasts, but I also um, am looking for the one thing in a podcast. And 
there's a new app called Himalaya. And Himalaya is a learning app that takes a lot of these podcast guests, a lot of these you know, big figures, and uh, they create courses, seven to 10 minute courses, and they're episodes. And so instead of listening to podcasts, I've been listening to Himalaya, which takes that one nugget out of a podcast and puts it uh, in a, succ a succinct uh, order for you to grab onto a new theory very quickly. So they have things on personal development, sales, marketing, speaking, you know, Grant Cardone is on there with the 10X life, you know? And so there's, yeah, of course he is, right? You know, um, but the, I was listening to this gentleman that I'll mention at the end of the podcast, stay tuned so you don't, don't leave. So you, you figure out this quote, but the quote really connected the dots for me. And I was like, man, oh man. And he's a big Bible guy. So I, I love where he gets a lot of his, you know, his influences as well. But, um, you know, this is that I'm going to put you guys up on game. Check out Himalaya. They have a seven day, you know, free trial period. I, I went ahead and signed up, but I'm, I'm loving the app so far. It's a great little nuggets that I can, I can grab seven or eight minutes and, and, uh, you know, pause and not have to try to go find it back again. So anything else on the wins that you wanted to talk about? I think it's outstanding. You know, I was going to ask you about Father's Day towards the end if it didn't come up. And, yeah. You know, yeah, it's just kudos. So when you have a willing participant in the relationship and the willing participant in this instance is Taylor, and you you decided that on an untraditional weekend, you guys are going to do your retreat, right? And so instead of being upset with you and fussing with you and fighting with you, she said, well, let's just adjust this a little bit, okay. right? So that we can still get the the joy of the weekend and honor the day, even if it's not, you know, saying, hey, you can't do this. And so the flexibility, the malleability of her approach and just making sure you guys are flexible in life, right, allows that to happen without a ton of friction. Yes. Right. It, that could have been a disaster, right? It just could have been an argument you don't love us you don't care about us you rather work on your business than be with your family on this day for fathers like what's more important to you is family really number two on the list and instead it was how can i integrate into the other things that he has going on so that we still get all this stuff done so you know shout out to taylor that's a win for the day she deserves a round of applause <laughs> she's a she's a great woman man and having her by my side is one of the greatest joys in my life so you know i didn't put this on the wins part but i've been going back and forth on hiring for somebody to help me on the marketing side and going with an agency okay what i've learned through my process is that everything that we need is like four or five people like specialists and so that's fine. There's agencies that can help with that. But even on top of that, you need somebody that's managing the agency, giving them what they need on the right time. So I've got a big meeting today with a marketing person that I've known for a while. I've worked with in the past. She's here local, very capable, uh, and the time is right. And instead of saying one or the other, it's, hey, I still need somebody for internal documents, for brochures, for for all of the things that we're, that I'm doing right now, but we also need somebody to manage the experts with SEO and PPC and all of these other different things as well. So I'm excited to see kind of how that shakes out. And I think that we've got enough 
uh, buy-in and budget to, to get both, which is very exciting because I've always talked about this. When, when we're talking about marketing, there's theory and there's implementation, you know, and most people want to sell you the theory and you got to go figure out the implementation. So at the end of the day, I figure I need both and I'm here in the middle. Like if you're watching this, I got both here and my head's in the middle, but guess what? It's not the best use of my time to be theorizing about marketing all of the time. Now I might have ideas and I might have, you know, strategies. That's great, but I need somebody to go implement that and manage somebody that's driving the traffic to our business. So I hope everybody understands that most of our business, if not all, has come through uh, organic LinkedIn posts from, uh, from relationships, from podcasts, and to put fire or put gasoline on fire and actually start attracting people in by, by being outboundwardly focused is super exciting for me because I think that's going to help us kind of get to the next level. But I've been very hesitant to do that until, because I know when I do that, guess what it creates? It creates more time for me. And if I'm not capturing all of these people and have the infrastructure to do it, it's not going to be worth my time. So uh, this quarter, big push on the marketing side, guys, which I'm really, really stoked about. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to continue to give you guys updates. But you know, I've always said that we're a quasi marketing uh, and, and PR firm that, you know, is inside of a real estate business. And uh, it's true. I mean, if you want to build it from scratch and you don't have the network to just kind of layer on top of what you're doing, you got to go find it. You got to build your tribe. You got to build your, your audience. And, and so we've done a decent job the last couple of years doing that organically. It's time to finally say, all right, let's get, uh, let's get really strategic around that. So there's another win that being so yeah go ahead just are you are you at one point you asked me about the software that i use for tracking social media posts yep and they're not a sponsor of the podcast so they won't get a mention here but did you opt in or are you tracking any of the metrics there i know from time to time you'll see how many views the post had and so on but is there anything intentional or deliberate on the backside outside of just knowing that more people are entering the funnel and not, but not knowing exactly where they're coming from. Not so much on the, so on this podcast, yes, I had to go through the whole thing with iTunes and, and got that figured out. You actually have to email Apple. It was a really archaic process, but we got that done. So we've got better analytics about the compression podcast, which is good in regards to the marketing system. Nowhere. I mean, I've got active campaign, but I got no, I have no idea where anybody's coming from um, unless they tell me. And so that's a big understanding is our analytics on our marketing. Our website's not SEO optimized. It's not anything. I do not know. I'm not lead tracking anybody. Nobody's getting tagged. So there's a lot of, of things to, to do to level up uh, on the marketing side of things and get smarter about that. And I'm, I'm, that's a part of the business that I'm excited for this person to own because she's done this for large organizations that could definitely implement a dashboard for us. So we know where to spend our dollars. And time. That's what, you know, I, I, I think I sent a quarter of a million of emails this year and I was just wondering, and I, I've been looking at the data, just trying to figure out, Hey, is this worth the investment right. of time and capital and, or, Am I just goofing off here yep. to say that I did the thing? And 
you know, I, I had to take a step back because I don't know that it was, and I was spending real money yeah. on it. Right. So just, you know, as you're thinking about your social, and I'll be honest with you, I mean, LinkedIn, like when, when people begin to think about it, like you build your business on LinkedIn from, you know, top of funnel standpoint. Yep. Right. And they're like, I don't have time for social media. It's like, well, where else are you going to meet in your case, almost 15,000 people who are going to be showed your content at random. Mm-hmm. And you never know when that piece that you put out is going to hit. And oh, by the way, it's all archived there. So if somebody hits your profile and then see all activity and then goes back through and looks and reads your post, you never know what piece is going to be. Yeah. And, you know, you can write for your avatar, whoever they may be. But, you know, it could be that rich uncle that you didn't know you had who shows up and or somebody else's rich uncle. Right. And I, I just... I think so many people are missing out on this phenomenon called social because it is uncomfortable and they don't actually want to expose people to who they are, what they have going on. Maybe because they're not proud of it, but guys, it's, it's a huge opportunity. It absolutely is. And I'm going to share a quote that we both, <clears throat> we both liked the other day that I saved in my, my new capturing system because I can actually find things now, which is, which is fun. Give me a second, I'll find it here. Here we go. It's about the, here we go, yeah. Personal branding is the digitate, this is a hard word. Personal branding is the digitization of reputation. The digitization of reputation. I'm not saying that word again because it's so hard to say, but personal brand, if you don't have anything going for yourself, you don't have a business, you don't have anything, you can start a personal brand. You know, we're talking about what influencers are doing on, on Instagram and, and Facebook. You know, those guys got millions of followers. Guess what? They hit a, an affiliate link and in one day they're making 50 grand, 100 grand, whatever it is. It's all about monetization of that following. If you have a tribe, you know, you can really start to have some impact. I don't take that approach from an Instagram standpoint. Because my people live and die on LinkedIn, and so I'm going to be on LinkedIn. Uh, but personal branding is the digitization of reputation. And at the end of the day, man, I mean, what? Why wouldn't you do it, right? I mean, I look back for the last whenever, and I have to shout out to Yona. I mean, he was the guy that got me to post every single day, 18 months ago, and I haven't stopped. You know, he did a was it a 10 day challenge? I've done a you know a two year challenge. You know every single day, not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, but about five times per day. And people ask me, "Are you worried about your posts?" Not no, because somebody goes on there and they see, "Oh my gosh, this guy showed up every day for the last two years," and that's all there. LinkedIn loves it. They think I'm a creator now, and so they said, "Hey, turn on the creator mode, Mr. Logan." And uh, I'm like, all right, let me turn that on. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to turn it on. And I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I wouldn't have started creating in the past. And so you got to get started on that front. So, all right, moving on to a loss, man. The biggest loss is my plate's too full again. Okay. So we go, we go in swings, right? We go swings. Hey, you, you're working on the hundred million. It's happening. You got three projects going on. You've got three new people starting. Where's your time spent? What are you doing? And uh, what are you doing that you shouldn't be doing? So the question 
that Marks would always ask me, who keeps emailing me, Marks, if you ever listen to a podcast, I'm going to get to you, man. I'm just a little bit dug into the, into the trenches right now. But Mark says, you know, what is the task that you would pay somebody $5,000 a day to do if you could not work? And it's like, man, I, you know, that's a, that's a big question to, to answer. And so I'm asking myself that question all the time. And I realized that marketing has got to us to this point, but I'm not efficient. I'm effective, but I'm not efficient. And I'm not, I'm not effective on a lot of other fronts. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to get this marketing uh, person and this agency kind of working together to get that off of my plate, which is very exciting. But I'm to the point now, guys, we have 700 investors in our network that look at our projects on a regular basis, 700 accredited and sophisticated investors. And so when we launch a new deal, can you imagine how many people reach out to me? Can you imagine how many people text me and call me and email me? And it gets very overwhelming when, not, when you have not one deal, not two deals, but you have three deals. And oh, by the way, you're selling three deals. You've got you know, all these other things going on. I just cannot physically get to it all. I've done a good job not letting it affect my stress levels much better this quarter or this past quarter, but it's real money, it's real dollars, it's real relationships that need to be cultivated. And so, um, you know, I, we had our retreat and I said, guys, I gotta get, I gotta get an admin. That's, that's for Logan. Like, it's just, it is time. I need somebody that can help me with investor relations, that can help me manage my, my email. And you heard me talk about this back in March and, and all that stuff. And I, I made some good changes, but what we tried to put in, in place did not work, okay? I mean, it worked to an, a, a little bit, but it did not work to the level that it needs to be. And so uh, the bandwidth that FTW has, our company has, is not enough to support the bandwidth that I need to be going and building relationships with private equity funds, with family offices, with high net worth individuals and with property owners. Cause that's all I do guys. That's, that's my, that's my job. I'm one of the best in the business to get those relationships in the door and start building them. And then I have a whole, a whole funnel that gets them across the finish line, but I can't put the time that I need to, to those relationships right now. Um, or, you know, our investors to, to give them feedback uh, whenever they need it. So I'm excited to say that we're going to be starting to, to work on getting that executive admin for myself. They'll have a little bit of, of carryover, I think, to the other guys, whatever they need. But at the end of the day, it's time. That's happening this quarter. That's one of our rocks is to get that, those two people uh, onboarded. So I'm saying it here right now. If I'm, you know, we do our quarterly recap next quarter and I don't have those two folks, that's a loss for me. So, um, you know, I think that I've done a good job prioritizing, but my plate's just too full and I need to be, I'm, I'm, my time is getting sucked back into, you know, 10 and a hundred dollar tasks. And I got to stay in that thousand and hopefully $10,000 task range. So um, that's the big loss, man. And, but it's a realization and it's something that I'm going to work towards fixing. And uh, I think it's going to be a big win, but right now it's a loss because I'm, I've got some balls that are dropping and, I'm letting myself get a little bit stressed out and I can feel it. And so I just need to make sure that I'm being aware of that. Okay. So you know, I was scribbling in my book as I do every week. The, so when you, when you call that a loss, your plate is too full. I'm like, wait, no, that's just pain, right? There, it's, 
you touch the hot stove. It's like, ouch. But so what's what's happening? Are the balls that are dropping? Are people not getting called back? Or like, what's the actual loss? No, what's black, the experience? No, I mean, thank you for pushing me on that. That's not the loss, actually. The place too full is not the loss. The loss is I am getting back with everybody. And I am letting it, uh, you know, uh, make me get up earlier and work a little harder. And um, so the loss is I am doing other things to make up for the time that I don't have that eventually in two to three weeks, I'm going to feel in the levels of elevated heart rates of stress of not sleeping as much. So that's the true loss is I'm still, I'm still doing it. Uh, those people are still getting the responses they need, but it's not sustainable. Having three capital okay. rates going on and everything else is not sustainable. Our acquisitions associate hasn't seen me all week. That guy needs me to help him drive his business and our business forward. That's the loss. My time has been spent doing all the things that I could just have somebody sit with me and say, do this, this, and this, this, and this, and it's done. I'm actually still doing all. So that's the actual loss, but I'm making up for it in areas of, hey, I haven't picked up a book this week. You know, I've listened to podcasts in my Himalaya, but I haven't picked up a book. My favorite weeks are the weeks that I'm getting in the books, you know, so I'm compensating in other ways that's taking away from higher value tasks to get that done. So that's that's the loss. And I appreciate you you pushing on that a little bit. OK. And, you know, this isn't simply just delegating or automating something. This is. So I'm stumbling and bumbling to get there, but the end question, and there, this isn't the right time to answer it is at some point, Logan's not going to be the deal and deal guy and the money guy. Right. Even if deal and money fall under your control, you're not going to be the deal guy and the money guy. And so maybe there is a deal gal and a money guy or a money gal and a deal guy that you supervise at some point, but, you know, holding that choke point by yourself, it's not real, right? That's not real. Not at scale. Not at scale. Because, you know, earlier you said, hey, 47 units, you know, we're we're doing a 47 unit deal. It's only, we only closed 47 units. The word only was inserted there. And when I heard it, like I I saw it transcribed on the bottom of the screen and it was bigger than all of the other words and it had quotes around it. Because I remember when your portfolio wasn't even 47 units. And now you're talking about, I only have 47 units in a quarter, right? And this is the compression, right? right? Is you did multiple deals to get to the 30 or whatever you had at one point. Right. And so now it's like, yeah, I'm disappointed because I only did 47 last quarter. The point is, you know, at scale, I think you do have to build the systems. And so documenting the process so that some of these things can be delegated and maybe you're not top of funnel as much. Yeah. Maybe you're deeper down in the funnel. And maybe the funnel is turned upside down from a level of your interaction engagement, right? So top of funnel, you're not involved at all and it's getting filtered up until it gets you engaged Exactly. and other people can handle the other stuff, right? Um, but when it's time to get the check in the bank, you know, the closer, cleaner, 
compressor probably should show up for that. That's exactly right. Yep. That's, that's a great point, man. So, you know, I think that uh, the big learnings, because we're going to wrap up here, guys, the big learnings from this past week is reasoning from first principles. I mentioned that. Uh, let me just tell you what that, uh, you know, what that means really quickly for me, at least. Uh, so people understand what I'm saying when I say this. I've got some notes on this. First principles is thinking is one of the best ways to reverse engineer complicated problems and unleash creative possibilities. It's the idea to break down complicated problems into basic elements and then reassemble them from the ground up. Okay. We have, this is a new idea of being a compressor. This is exactly what we're doing here on a weekly basis is creating and thinking from first principles. It's when you start to allow other people to kind of get into your, your psyche, then you said, man, it's always been done that way. So why, why would I think about it any differently? You know, when Elon Musk thought about building this electric car, everybody said, you know what? The batteries are going to be too expensive. You can't do it. Here are the costs. No, no, no. And he said, let me try to figure it out myself. And he went back to the drawing table. He understood the physics behind it. And then guess what? He built the most successful electric car company in the world, right? So, uh, and now he's going to space. So like, just, just think about that. I mean, those are huge things. When you have a new complicated problem, don't look for that easy fix. Don't look for somebody to give you the answer. If it's something that's going to be so true to your business, to who you are, and something that's going to be very beneficial, you've got to break it down for yourself and then reassemble it from the ground up. And that's where, you know, the creativity is going to come from. Everybody always asks me, how the heck do you come up with something to post every single day? First principles thinking. All I'm doing is learning and reassembling things in ways that you might not have heard it before, but it resonated with me. That's it. I mean, that's legitimately, yeah. So that was a huge win, connecting those dots for me that just said, look, you know, this is, this is what you are, you know, so excited about on a regular basis and why you spend so much time doing what you're doing. I just never heard it that way. And it's why I'm so attracted to guys and gals that are so focused on mental models, because that's exactly what a mental model is. It's breaking it down in a way that somebody else can understand it. And that's what compressor is. It's a mental model to think about your personal and professional success. Yeah, that's outstanding. I, I just think the ability to allow other people to consume it just shows how much you understand it. So I put a post up this week about swinging in and swinging out, and it was with Ezra, and, and uh, his little smile to me just, just lit up my world. I had no idea he was going to do that, and he's just such a joy. But he's been home the last two days with a double ear infection, and... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's been a little bit of a tough go, but he's got good spirits, you know, and he's like, man, I'm rubbing my ears, but I'm still a happy guy, you know, so, but I, I put this post up because, you know, you have to be able to swing in and swing out exactly what we talked about. There is no balance here, guys. You're swinging in, you're being a compressor, you're swinging out, making sure your cup is filled up. And so the only way that you do that, though, I realized the past seven days, because again, we just talked about that last week. I am implementing this week, you know, the next day, actually. You have to reset and you have to set realistic expectations with yourself. So going into the week, going into the day, knowing what you've got going on and making sure that you understand that, hey, this is going to be a tough day or this is going to be a challenging day, but I'm going to make it an opportunity, right? So you reframe what's going on that day, but you set those realistic expectations with yourself to say, hey, I might feel a little bit stressed throughout this day. 
I might feel a little bit tough throughout this, this week, but that's okay because I'm realizing it's already there and I'm expecting it. And when you can expect it, that's when you can swing in, take it down and swing right back out. It's when it hits you from the, the outside and you weren't ready for it that you're like, oh my gosh, that just knocked me off my rocker. Break your days down into quarters. You got the morning, afternoon, late afternoon, and the evening. Just because you lose something in the quarter, lose, you have a failure in the, in the first quarter, don't let that take you off the second, third, and fourth. Break it up. Don't chalk just something up for a loss because something happened to you. So, but get ahead of it. Get ahead of it and be proactive. Set realistic expectations with you. Do some fear setting. Understand what could happen and what could go wrong. Swing in, take it out, and swing back out, guys. That's the only way that you can be sustainable. That's the only way that I walk around this world with a smile on my face all the time. And putting a name to that lets me tame it. If you can't name it, you can't tame it. So you got to name it. Got to name it, man. Those are my two big learnings. I got a thousand others, but I'm going to leave it with that because we're coming up on time. Drum, you got any, any feedback on those two things? No, I think they're amazing. And I just really want to drive home the point of implementation. Like if you don't implement, it was all for nothing. It's great that it's in your head. Knowing and doing are different, guys. Knowing and doing are different. And we know a lot of stuff. That doesn't mean that we're actually using it to make our lives a better place. Ross Tomasimo wrote a book called Knowing Isn't Doing. And it is a great book, any business book. He's a real estate uh, trainer, but that book is for entrepreneurs. I highly recommend that book. Breaks down a, a solopreneur's business in a, in a really great way. So he's a good aggregator of information. All right, guys. Well, I, I teased the quote earlier this, this, this episode. Uh, this has been a motivational speaker. He's been a politician. He's been a, a businessman uh, for a long time. I, he feels like a preacher a lot of the times as well. But it's Les Brown. Leslie Brown, one of the godfathers of the personal and professional development space. You just listen to this guy. You can tell he just loves life. He loves what he's doing. You know, I mean, and he was... He was deemed mentally retarded in the fourth grade and he had a twin brother and he said, you know, um, they, they call them uh, DB. Dumb twin. Yeah. Dumb twin. Dumb, dumb twin because his brother was the smart one. Well, Leslie Brown is a multi multi hundred millionaire now and has had impact on millions and millions of people. And he's more interested in that than, than the dollars. But at the end of the day, he, he brought it home for me. Uh, with this same point that if you don't know that you can't do something, then why wouldn't you try? He said, when you're pursuing greatness, you don't know what your limits are. So you act like you don't have it. And that is a compressor. And that is somebody that will not take other people's feedback and let them hold them back. When you're pursuing greatness, you don't know what your limits are. So you act like you don't have any. And that hit me to the core, man, when I listened to that. And uh, Leslie Brown, I tried to figure out if you're still alive. I think he is. But you know what? Yeah. There, was like, there was like 10 Leslie Browns out there, and I didn't know which one he was. So at the end of the day, Leslie Brown, Les Brown, I got your books. I haven't read them. But that quote hit me home, and he's on the Himalaya app. So when you are going out there today, this week, next week, next month, you're pursuing greatness, man. If you don't know what those limits are, you're not going to act like you don't have any. And that's the way that you start compressing time. That's all I got. It's wonderful, man. Great week. Congratulations. And we talked a little bit about your anxiety around the raise and 
here we are a week later saying we're oversubscribed. Look yeah, oversubscribe. I got to go herd the cats now, but that's okay. Hey, I'd rather be in this position than trying to, to herd people that didn't indicate interest. So I appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. We got another great one coming next week. I'll tell you what, the number is going to get over the $50 million mark, the, the 58 point two mark we closed another deal so stay tuned there got some exciting news that i'm going to share with you as well on on the business and professional or personal front that i'm super stoked about i appreciate you tuning in make sure to check us out next week engage with us on linkedin and make sure to leave us a review thanks jerome out i appreciate you tuning in to another episode of compression my mission for this show is to do my part in helping you crush your limiting beliefs, rise above mediocrity, and live as the best version of yourself. If you feel inclined, please share this show with someone who could benefit, someone who needs to hear this message. As always, please leave us a review wherever you're listening and connect and engage with me on LinkedIn and head on over to CompressionPodcast.com where you can subscribe. And when you do, you're going to get access to my live goal tracker, resources to download that will help you along your own compression journey, and you're going to be able to stay up with the episodes. Until next time, we'll talk soon.